Welcome to the Liquid Church Podcast, a place where you can hear the timeless truth of God's Word in a way that's culturally relevant and cutting edge. Today, you're tuning in for our series, Generous Living, where together we discover the joy and freedom that comes from living with an abundance mentality. Let's learn to share with others and honor God. It's our hope this message will help you discover how God's story relates to your own and that you will leave feeling encouraged. Thanks for joining us today and enjoy the message. What's good, Liquid Church? Welcome to week two of Generous Living. Let's give a big welcome to Church Online today. What's up, guys? All our live locations. Hey, I'm Pastor Tim, and we got to start with a little celebration. Last week, some of you took a huge step of faith and decided to put God first in your finances. That's the first step to a generous life that God blesses. It's honoring God first with the tithe. And here's the incredible news. Last week, 421 families signed up for the 90-day tithe challenge. Praise God for you. That is awesome. It's awesome, guys. If you weren't here, we learned that really the basic building block of generous living is returning a tithe or 10% of your income back to God through the local church, wherever you are spiritually fed. In Malachi chapter three, God said, hey, I want you to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. That's the temple. And so the tithe was a spiritual discipline God taught his children, the Israelites, not to live above their means or even within their means, but below their means at 90% with mandated margin. And God made a promise. When you return the tithe, when you give back your first 10% to God, he said, I'm going to bless the rest. You know what? Remember what he said? Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see, see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven, pour out so much blessing on y'all, there's not going to be room enough to store it. Translation, when you bring your first and your best back to God, 10% tithe off the top, he says, I know I can trust you and I can bless the rest. So those of you who signed up, get ready. I am praying for you. I am personally asking God to open the floodgates of heaven in your life pour out blessing on your business, your work, blessing on your family, blessings on your marriage, your children, your legacy. I am asking God, I was like, God, would you do more than they could ask or imagine according to your riches in Christ Jesus? Amen. So God says, go ahead. I challenge you. Test me in this. And uh, if you're not tithing, the challenge is actually pretty simple. It's just take God at his word. And for the next 90 days, return a tithe, 10% of your gross income to the church and see if God's faithful to bless your life. So let me challenge those of you who are tippers. In other words, you come to church or maybe you're online and you give, you know, here's a five or whatever's in your wallet. If you're a tipper, I want to challenge you to become a tither for three months and see what God will do. My wife, Colleen, and I tithe on our gross income. We've seen God do incredible things in our family. And there's no risk. The 90-day tithe challenge comes with a money pack guarantee. You heard it right. We commit that if you tithe the Liquid Church for three months and you feel like God hasn't proved faithful to his promise to provide for you, we will refund 100% of your tithe, no questions asked. That's how confident we are of God's word. And remember, you can never outgive him. If you stop robbing God, you put him first. Listen, God can provide harmony in your home. He may give you a new discipline to get out of debt, leave a legacy for the next generation. Now, to be clear about this also, we're not like tracking the amount that you give. That's between you and God. But understand, your weekly tithe is changing the world. This spring, your tithe paid for food, medicine, and relief supplies to refugee families in Ukraine. Every week, we send part of your tithe outside the church walls to help the poor. 
So your tithe helps feed the homeless on the streets of Patterson and Newark. Your tithe allows to serve kids with Asperger's and Down syndrome and autism. Your tithe pays for clean drinking water for thirsty families in Rwanda. Your tithe has paid for over 5 million meals for the global poor in the last five years. Church, that's the power of generous living. So understand, our church really is like a funnel. When you tithe each week to Liquid, you're not just giving to our church, you're giving through our church to help hurting families and people who have nothing. So stick with it, those of you who signed up. And if you didn't sign up, it's not too late to jump in. Just visit liquidchurch.com slash tithe. We'll put that link in the chat. And when you sign up, we're gonna send you a free copy of Randy Alcorn's book, The Treasure Principle, Unlocking the Secret of Joyful Giving. Very short but powerful book on managing money God's way. Just remember, guys, you can never outgive our generous God. Amen? Say amen in the chat if you agree. All right. Well, today I want to talk to you about a topic that impacts all of us, and that is how to ditch your debt. <laughs> if you're like our family, you probably feel the pressure living where you do. Maybe you're in the Northeast like me, one of the most expensive places to live in the world. And uh, congratulations, we're one of the most debt-ridden generations in history. Um, we grew up with government bailouts, credit downgrades, double-debt recessions. And you may just say right now, I just want to call out what you're thinking. You may be like, hey, Tim, why are, we, why are we talking about this topic in church? And the answer is because debt is a profoundly spiritual issue. You'd be like, isn't it, is it like a financial economic issue? Think about it. When you become a Christian, you say, Jesus paid the debt of my sin, right? The center of the Lord's prayer, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In fact, Jesus talked more about the topic of money and our stuff than heaven and hell combined. He said, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money because you will inevitably hate one and you're gonna love the other. In other words, you guys get this. It is a very difficult to be a servant of Christ when you are a slave to MasterCard. <laughs> when you live maxed out and you are bleeding red, living above your limits, very stressful way to live. One family sent me this email. It said, Pastor Tim and our family, the main cause of stress is our money. My husband and I made some poor financial choices years ago, us too, and we've carried a huge debt load ever since. Talk about no margin. There's a big pile of overdue bills on our desk that I don't even want to look at. Anybody feel that way? It's a constant source of tension in our home, and honestly, we feel helpless to dig our way out. Help! <laughs> well, that's what I want to give you today. I want to give you help, and I want to give you hope. The Bible is very, very practical on the topic of financial freedom. How do you break free from a cycle of debt? In fact, I want you to know if you're at a live location, you're sitting next to hundreds of families at every liquid campus. Ordinary people in this church who are living in a very expensive place, they're feeling the same pressure you do to make ends meet. But by the power of God today, they're living debt-free because they took our summer class called Financial Peace University. Now, this is gonna start in a few weeks. I'll tell you more about it in a moment. But first, let's open God's word, the Bible, to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Uh, if you have the Liquid Mobile app, I included today's scripture as well, some statistics. This is our main scripture today, and I think it's going to open your eyes. And I think this may be a moment for some of you to say, you know what, this is it. This is the year. This is the summer. I'm finally going to get out of debt and manage money God's way. Because how you handle your finances, it's a big deal in God's eyes. Here in 1 uh, Timothy 6, Paul, the apostle, is actually writing to a young man named Tim, maybe called him Timmy, probably in his 20s or 30s. And he gives him this key counsel. We'll start in verse 9 and 10. He says this, Timothy, listen to me. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a, what's the word, church? Trap. 
and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and what? Destruction. And then this is a very popular but often misquoted verse. He says, for the what? The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with what? Many griefs. Yeah, you can underline that one. Grief might be the word you use to describe your financial situation today. I'll be honest, just the mere mention of that word debt, and some of you are like, oh no, you like started squirming. Relax, you are not alone by a long shot. If you feel grief about the debts that you're carrying. Quick survey, anyone that guess the, how much credit card debt the average American carries? How much credit card debt, you think, the average American, anybody? Average American carries over $16,000 in credit card debt, okay? This is credit card debt. This isn't mortgages. This is just credit cards. <laughs> I know what some of you are thinking. You're like, well, finally, I'm above average, you know? <laughs> What's in your wallet? Remember that, that commercial? Probably a bunch of these if you're like me. And you get these offers every day in the mail. I remember I was in college when I got my first credit card, it was a Discover card. Does anybody remember those? Discover, or as I call it, debt scover. <laughs> I remember being in college and there was like a, a representative on campus. He's like, hey kid, if, if you sign up today, I'm gonna give you a t-shirt. I'm like, free t-shirt? And a $20 credit if you sign up another sucker or a friend, you know, too. So I got my wife, Colleen, who was then my girlfriend, and she got a debt scover card. And together, we started swiping, man. We swiped right, we swiped left. We began ringing stuff up and we started buying stupid stuff. We're like, we're adults, we're free. We would go to dinner out. We'd buy tickets to concerts. We'd go shopping at the mall and understand something. We spent money we didn't have on stuff we didn't need. And it was intoxicating. <laughs> Discover was like our gateway drug. Okay. After that, we discovered MasterCard, we discovered Visa, we discovered Amex, and like thousands of other college kids in my generation, we went skipping down the road, racking up debt, and making the minimum monthly payment. Remember that one? Yeah, minimum monthly. It all seemed fine until senior year when we also discovered we were broke. <laughs> Colleen's parents found out she had almost $7,000 in credit card debt. I had a couple myself. And this did not include school loans. Now, fortunately, we graduated, we got jobs right away, and we figured, well, that will fix, you know, that'll right our ship. Uh, we got married, we, we rented our, our first apartment, we leased two cars, and, but we're like, that's okay, we have two incomes, right? So I figured, no problem, right? Wrong. <laughs> After two years, we were still nostril deep in debt, and we'd pay off some, you know, we'd pay off some like here and there, but then it'd be like, we're going to go on summer vacation. We'd like gain it all back. It's like a bad diet. You know, it's like you, you lose some and then you gain it all back. And by year four of our marriage, this is embarrassing. We knew something was very wrong. Like here we are, two employed professional adults with over $20,000 in credit card debt. That, that was our reality. It was like this huge weight on our back and this huge source of stress in our marriage. Some of you know what I'm talking about, right? Like if you're the person in, in your family like who does the finances and uh, your significant other comes walking in and, and she's got a bunch of shopping bags from the mall, what happens, right? All of a sudden this vein starts coming out of your, your forehead and you start getting all emotional, upset, and you're like, what's wrong with you? You break the budget every time. And then they get all emotional. And they're like, every time we talk about money, you get all like angry and upset because guess what? When debt increases, so does your stress level. 
And Colleen and I lived like that for a long time, just kind of limping along. And then we discovered, you know what you can do? You can transfer the balance from this one onto this one. And we transfer it from this card to this card, and we play what we call credit card roulette. Pick a card, any card. But here's the secret. Here's the secret. Credit card companies don't want you to pay your debts. Did you know that? They are praying you never pay this off because that's how the trap works. Did did you notice the word trap in 1 Timothy? Again, look back at the Bible with fresh eyes. Paul writes this. He says, people who want to get rich, who want to buy stuff they don't need with money they don't have, they fall into temptation. What's the word, church? A trap. Have you ever actually seen a bear trap in person? Bear traps are vicious, okay, man? It's like two sets of teeth. It's like spring-loaded on either side. And what a, a hunter or a trapper does is they put some, you know, bait in the middle, like here's a little piece of chicken or a smelly fish, and they open the jaws, and then they just wait for Yogi Bear to be like, boo-boo, and he puts his hand in a snap, right? That trap slams shut, that animal gets trapped, and you can't get free. Now, check this out. In 1 Timothy, the Greek word Paul uses here for trap, it's a Greek word pronounced pagus. Can you say that with me? Pagus. It's an animal trap that Paul's describing here. I remember when I first learned this, I wish I had that picture in my head back in college. Because when that guy came on campus, he's like, hey, college kid, hey, college kid, you want a card? Pick a card. Hey, do you, college kid, you with no discernible source of income, <laughs> you with the student loans, would you like a Discover card with 0% interest and cash back on your purchases? If I had known this scripture, Pagus, I would have pictured this and run the other way. Take a look at this thing. This is actually a raccoon trap. This is a pogus. People who spend money they don't have on stuff they don't need, they fall into a trap. They go like this. They go, now, this is a raccoon trap. Now, I, don't, I want to be careful here because I'm going to put my finger. I'm not going to touch it, okay? I would have been like, it's a college. Oh, look, it's a gold card. And it's, a, it's oh, it's Amex. And, oh, it's got Sky Miles. I'm basically making money when I buy stuff. Be careful, be careful, because this is a raccoon trap. Now, here's the thing. We, we got this online because Amazon won't sell it, okay? And we got it from a place called the Redneck Supply Company. I'm not kidding. The Redneck Supply Company, okay? It, don't email me. Just, I'm just telling you, such, you can get anything online. If you take the bait in this trap, you want to see what happens? The moment you reach for that credit card and you make your first purchase, jeez, People who want to get rich and buy stuff they don't need with money they don't have fall into a what? A a trap. And into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men and women into what? Ruin and what? Destruction. You're going to be in a world of pain, man. I'm telling you. Because the love of money, it's rude to all kinds of evil. Some people, they fall for it. They're eager for it. But they've wandered from the faith. And look, what? pierce themselves with what? Many griefs. You want to be in a world of pain? Try debt. Debt is dangerous. Debt is painful. And debt, according to God, is a trap. I did a little research for this message. Every day, 75,000 people in the United States open the mail, and it's a trap. (laughs) You get pre-approved for a new Visa or a MasterCard. And for a lot of people, this is the start of a downward spiral. If you ask how easy is it to get credit in America, well, if you're normal, again, normal, every week you're probably told that, hey, we've pre-approved $5,000 or $10,000 or $20,000 pre-approved for you to spend, and all you have to do is sign the agreement, and we're going to send you a free coffee mug. It's going to be amazing, right? Banks basically 
beg you to borrow from them. Why? Because they are vicious hunters who they profit from your lack of self-control. If you carry a $2,000 balance, for instance, at like 19% interest, your first statement's gonna say, well, just pay $75. Why? Because that's how they make their money, by you defaulting on your debts. When you just make the minimum monthly payment, you pay exorbitant interest. So you can pay 75 bucks a month, but what you don't realize is the first 33 bucks is all interest. So you end up digging an even deeper hole. In other words, it is a trap and very few people can break free from it. Citibank actually acknowledges this. They actually have said on record, people who use their credit card buy 25% more than they would have if they paid cash. So understand, ladies, right now, they know what you're thinking. They're like, oh, summer's here, right, Kyra? I need a, I need a summer bag and some strappy heels, right? Or, or let's go get some patio furniture, Mike. You know, men, don't judge, okay? Guys, we don't blow it on clothes, right? We prefer gadgets. Some of you aren't even listening to me. You just keep looking at this television. You're like, that is a sweet flat screen. Is that on sale? I don't have any cash. And, and boom, here's my credit card. And the trap slams shut and we're caught. Can I just show you like how the debt trap works in real life? Let's actually pretend you want to buy this, you know, 70 inch HDTV at Best Buy, okay? Guys, all right, let's pick on you for a minute. I'm one of you, okay? I know I'm walking to Best Buy and get disoriented. It's playoff season. Let's say you want to watch the NBA or NHL playoffs on the big screen. <laughs> it's funny, one time I was, was preaching with this television on, on stage and I had a guy come up and he said, man, the NBA finals are this weekend. Can I borrow the church TV? And I was like, no, man, this is Jesus's TV, bro. Get your own, all right? So let's pretend you go to Best Buy and, and you find this 70-inch high-def flat screen with surround sound, home theater, all the streaming services, and you're like, God answered my prayers because Best Buy's running a special. I mean, 70 inches horizontal, perfect for home theater, enhanced for gaming, HDMI, all the trimmings. And Best Buy is selling it for 4000 the whole system, $999. And you're like, bro, that's crazy, man. Can't afford 5000 bucks. But wait, this summer, it's on sale for only $3,699. That's almost $1,300 in saving. It would be a sin not to buy this thing, okay? And, you, and you're like, well, it's a pretty sweet setup, you know, but it's a little steep. And so the salesman kind of slithers up and he's like, well, that's okay. And you don't even have to use a credit card. In fact, would you like to get a Best Buy courtesy card? You ever have a courtesy card? Zero payments and zero interest for the whole year. You have to pay for anything for the whole year. And you're like, I am blessed and highly favored. This, this, sounds, this sounds like a deal, right? Pogus, here's the trap. Now watch this. You go to the checkout. You've been there, done this. And the cashier says, well, do you want us to install it on your living room wall, obviously? Are you going to do that? And they're like, well, I'll, I'll destroy the drywall. How much is it? And they're like, $349. But they can be there this week on Tuesday. It's going to look great. And you're like, well, it's a, you know, it's a pretty big system. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take the installation. And they're like, and you want the insurance, right? And you're like, what? what? No, you, for, to protect your investment, right? A three-year protection plan. How much, how much is that? $649. But that, understand, $649 insurance covers repairs. We replace the entire system. It extends the warranty. And you're like, well, yeah, it's a, it is a big investment. But I'm still saving. So you go with it. And so they ring you up. They add the tax. You got to pay Uncle Sam. So pay your uncle about $347. And now all of a sudden, the grand total is, watch this, $5,137. And you're like, man, that's a lot. And they're like, it's okay, no problem. Just use your courtesy card, right? We gave you a courtesy card. No payments, no interest for 12 months. And this is where the trap is about to slam shut. And you're like, what's the danger? I don't pay anything out of pocket for, for a year. Now, I want you to imagine 
Those 12 months go by very quickly and suddenly your balance is due. Do you want to guess what happens next with the, the trap? Something supernatural. You'll never see it before in your life or again. Time begins going backwards. Because you fail to pay off the entire balance at once, the credit card interest is calculated from the day you made the purchase. In other words, when the calendar hits 12 months in one day, you immediately create whopping 25% interest on your courtesy card. Now watch this. If you make the minimum monthly payment from here on out, anyone want to guess what you will wind up paying for your television over the life of your sweet deal? Anyone want to take a guess? Make the minimum monthly payment? Anybody? $29,811. This is where I do what I call the one-handed clap. Who pays $30,000 for a TV? That's the pogus. That's the debt trap. You understand that? Now listen to this. If you actually did make the minimum monthly payments on your Best Buy card, you know how long it would take you to pay off your TV in full? Just minimum monthly payments. Anybody? 55 years and seven months. In other words, you'll probably be dead but don't worry, your funeral will be in high def, okay? So just, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to take this sucker to the grave. L- listen, to, listen to God's word. Listen to God's word. People who want a lot of stuff, stuff they don't need with money they don't have, fall into temptation and a trap, a trap in many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men and women into destruction. That's how the trap works. So if you look at your finances today and you wonder like, Gosh, Tim, how did, how did I get here? This is the pogus that God warns about. It's spending money we don't have for stuff we don't need. It's kind of just part of being American, isn't it? Like, ever wonder, like, where did we get this idea? Well, if you've ever driven in New York City, you've probably seen the national debt clock. It's on 6th Avenue. Ever seen it? And so he's running. It updates our nation's debt in, a, in real time. And when this clock first went live in 1989, our national debt was a little under $3 trillion dollars. But in 2008, they had to actually put another number on there to add a digit uh, to make it 10 trillion. And today's national debt has ballooned, this is only 19, it's ballooned to over 30 trillion dollars, America's in debt. You know what that means? Let me put this in terms, we we don't get like 30 trillion, what is that? Ready for reality check? I'm going to put this in terms you understand. If the U.S. government was a family, they would be making $58,000 a year spending $75,000 a year with $327,000 in credit card debt. That's our government, people. That's the American way. Newsflash, America's broke. (laughs) So are the Joneses you're trying to keep up with. Paul's like, people who live like this have pierced themselves with many what? Griefs. Debt causes such grief and pain. And again, I know, I have no judgment for you. Colleen and I felt that way for a long time. Debt can make you feel hopeless. Like, how am I ever going to get back to zero? Like saving, saving for retirement, saving for college, whatever. Like, you know your kids might need help. It's like, what are we going to do? Personally, the breakthrough moment for us came when we embraced God's truth found in Proverbs 22. Let's read this together. Proverbs is such a wise book. I actually, in my Bible here, I've read through an entire book of Proverbs and put a little dollar sign next to every verse that mentions money. It's incredible. There's like thousands of them. This verse says, the borrower is what? What's the word, church? Slave 
to the lender. Go ahead, underline slave. Every time you sign up for any kind of debt, you are becoming a slave to somebody. You are surrendering a huge piece of your freedom. In Bible times, if you couldn't pay your debts, you were actually sold into slavery. They literally put you and your family in slavery, or they put you in debtor's prison. So you literally gave up your freedom. You wind up a slave to MasterCard instead of being freed by Christ. See, folks, money is not the issue. Money is not bad. God gives us money as a tool to provide what we need. But notice Paul is making a distinction here in Timothy. Look at verse 10. It's not money that he says is evil. It's what? For the what? Love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It's the love of our stuff, our, our possessions, our status, and all that it brings. It's a, he says it's a root. It's a source of all kinds of, of pain, man. Remember Jesus said, you can't serve both God and money. You'll, end, you'll be a slave to one and wind up neglecting the other. Think about all the freedom you give up when you're debt. I mean, debt obligates you to earning pressures, right? I think you guys get this. When you are nostril deep in debt, any disruption to your income stream is life-threatening. You better have two jobs, do a side hustle, never miss a day of work. Debt steals your joy. Like how many of you who are in debt, um, and again, again, all of us at some point, how can you like enjoy a nice dinner out when you're like, oh, this is delicious. We shouldn't be eating this. Or you go a weekend away and you're like, we shouldn't be going here. Or you go buy something like, we shouldn't be buying this. Somewhere in your conscience, you know, we shouldn't be spending this in the financial condition we're in. And so you actually can never be fully present to people and your relationship suffers. You know what the number one cause of divorce is in America? Not sex. Money problems. Money. Debt robs your joy. And it cripples your ability to be generous. Like you hear generous, living generous with God. You can't tithe. You got nothing to give. You can't be generous with others. When you're in hawk, it's impossible to help a brother out. A family member, a friend could be in crisis or a great opportunity comes along. Like you're like, city relief, I want to give to the homeless. And your heart says, I'd love to do that. But your wallet says, man, you're broke, buddy. Ain't, ain't nothing there to give. You see? It's a huge tension for a follower of Jesus Christ to have a heart full of compassion, but a wallet emptied by debt. Guys, this is why the devil, <laughs> he takes MasterCard, bro. <laughs> because in the end, it's not about what's in your wallet. It's about what's in your heart. He's like, you can't serve two masters. You can't, you can't be a slave to Visa and serve God at the same time. It's a trap. And as your pastor, guys, it just breaks my heart. It grieves me to see how many families in our nation, in our church, fall for this trap. But I am not here to shame you. I came today to give you a word of hope. Can everyone say hope? Hope. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's hope. Type it in the chat. There is hope. No matter where you are today, there's hope. There is freedom. God can provide a way out of debt. But listen to me. I'll be honest. It takes discipline. It takes a lot of hard work. And you got to live counterculture. You have to retrain your brain. Let it be renewed, the renewing of your mind if you're going to manage money God's way. I want to read the rest of 1 Timothy to discover God's answer. It's verses 6 through 8. Let's read them together. Paul writes, But godliness with, what's the word, church? Contentment is great gain. For we bought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be what? content with that. See, from God's perspective, debt is a spiritual issue. The Bible says the reason you take on debt is not because you lack money. It's because you lack something called 
contentment. To be content, what's it mean? It means you're satisfied with what you have. You're like, you know, I don't need one more thing to be happy. Contentment is the art of saying, you know what, enough. What I actually have is adequate. I don't need a bigger car. I don't need a larger apartment. I don't need more stuff to be happy. I'm content. And that's what drives so many of our impulse purchases, right? Usually it's not the product itself, right? It's what it promises. You think, if I have a big TV, my friends will be impressed, yeah? If I get a new outfit and I look cute, the guys will flock to me. If I have a bigger house, I will be a bigger person. We use money and stuff to meet spiritual needs God never intended them to satisfy. St. Augustine said each of us has a God-shaped hole in our heart that God alone can fill. And the reality is we spend a lifetime trying to fill that God-shaped hole with sex, with money, with power, and all that it buys. The problem is, is the hole is in the shape of God, not a 70-inch flat-screen TV. Let me get that thing in here. Because when you realize, man, like contentment comes from God alone, from the giver of your life, not the gifts in your life. Contentment comes from the giver. Things change, right? You get this like inner peace in your heart. I'm loved by God. My sins are forgiven. My debts are paid. I have eternal life in heaven. I have love to give. You're no longer driven to consume. Instead, you're, you're content. When you're content, man, with what God's given you, like the home that I live in is big enough. The car that I drive, this hoopty, praise God it drives. <laughs> the income I earn, I'm, I'm content. You stop craving more and that consumer spirit breaks it's very hard. Paul says, don't you realize, this is kind of interesting part. He says, we brought nothing into this world and check it out. You're going to take nothing out of it with you. How many of you like cars? Cars? Everyone's like, no, I don't like anything material anymore. (laughs) Admit it. Who likes Teslas? Who likes seeing Teslas? Okay. Lambos. Okay. Okay. I like exotic cars. You ready? Let me show you a car you will never see. If you take a picture, send it to me. You'll never see it. Have you ever seen a hearse with a roof rack? Anybody? In other words, when you go in the box, you don't take any of this stuff with you, right? It all goes in the ground. Paul's like, we brought nothing into the world. We take nothing out of the world. So if we have what? Food and what? Clothing. The basics. We will be, let's say the word together, we will be what? Content with that. Who knew? The Bible champion simple living. It wasn't Martha Stewart. It's not HGTV. It's the Bible. The Bible's like, what if you simplify? What if you actually, instead of living above your means, not just within, but below your means? It's very hard for our generation. Because let's be honest, you and I, like, we got a hard time distinguishing between needs on this hand and wants on the other, right? Like the Bible says, obviously, food. Would you agree this is a basic need, everybody? Yeah? How about a grande caramel macchiato with whipped and a scone from Starbucks every day? Yeah. Mm, not so much. <laughs> Transportation may be a need for, for many of us, but a Beamer with the Bluetooth and Sirius radio, it's not the only option. <laughs> Though it may feel like it is, understand, from watching TV, okay, and scrolling. But the truth is, financial freedom is not a matter of money, guys. It's a matter of lifestyle. We have been, in, we have been discipled by an American culture that says, watch this, as your income goes up, your lifestyle should go up too. So in other words, if, if God's enabled you to make $40,000 and you get, a, or you get a raise to $50,000, you're like, great, I can get my first apartment. 
If you go from 50,000 to 75,000, you're like, you know what? I'm going to buy my first house. If you double that to 150,000, you're like, we're going to build from scratch, honey. Granite countertops. I've always wanted that. And if you're like six or seven figures, you start thinking about the second vacation home because, you know, it's a good investment. And guess what? I'm a pastor, man. I know people's business. <laughs> I know people making six, seven figures who are so maxed out, so stressed out because their level of spending is unsustainable because it's very hard to scale back once you've upgraded your lifestyle. You buy a 5,000 square foot house, you can go back to 1900. Very hard to rewind that. Just ask James and Kelly. James and Kelly Gardner are actually a married couple at Liquid Church. They're sitting in the seats you're sitting in. And their family story is normal in America. Debt was kind of strangling their family. And they were raising three kids in northern New Jersey. They had no strategy, though, for saving. For years, they were knee-deep in debt until God stepped in. They actually signed up for our summer class, Financial Peace University. And then that's when God led them out of slavery and into financial freedom. Check this out. In the lobby of Financial Peace Plaza, James and Kelly are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. Welcome, welcome. Good to have you. Thanks for Where having Where do you guys us. live? We live in North New Jersey. Oh, cool. Very good. That's in the New York, New York City area, huh? Yes, 20 yeah. miles outside. All right, perfect. So you're WOR listeners, I assume. Yes. Cool. So what are you doing in Nashville? We are here uh, for a few things. One thing is we're here to do our debt-free scream. Mm-hmm. And we are also here uh, celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations. And, and my wife's birthday. That's well, right. happy birthday. That's cool. We'll just turn this into a Palooza then. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Very cool. Well, congratulations, Thank you two. You. All right. How much debt have James and Kelly from New Jersey paid off? A lot. $120,000. Oh, I love it. And how long did that take you? Just about four years. Very good. So what caused you to start this journey to get out of debt four years ago? Well, actually, what happened was uh, we offered uh, Financial Peace University was offered at our church, Liquid Church up in New Jersey. Yeah. And Kelly told me that we were going to make a 13-week commitment during the summer. Well, I didn't tell him how many weeks it was going to be. I just <laughs> told him I signed us up for a class. <laughs> and he said, you mean every Sunday for the whole summer we're going to sit in a class? I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up, uh, we didn't miss a class. And uh, it, it has changed our life like you wouldn't believe. Let's have a debt-free scream. James and Kelly from New Jersey listening on WOR Radio. $120,000 paid off in four years. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free! Debt <laughs> I love it, you guys. Can we hear for James and Kelly? Debt-free living. That could be you. That could be you. Guys, there are hundreds of families in our church, like James and Kelly, who signed up for Financial Peace University. It's not 13 weeks. It's our nine-week class that we offer in June to help people find their way to financial freedom. Guys, there is hope. If you are struggling financially, I want you to hear our heart as a church. We don't want something from you. We want something for you, and that is financial freedom. So this summer, guys, class is in session. Financial Peace University is outstanding. It's a nine-week class that teaches biblical principles of management. It's actually based not just on the Bible, but on a course 
developed by Dave Ramsey. You might know this guy. He's a radio host and author of a book called Total Money Makeover. I think his new book is Baby Step Millionaires. It's very incremental. It's designed to teach you all the tools you didn't learn in school, right? Like nobody taught you maybe how to write out an actual budget. It teaches you how to systematically pay off debts, including student loans. It teaches you how to move to an envelope system where you actually pay cash instead of credit for food, clothes, your needs. Parents, listen to me. We will teach you how to save for college and retirement, and you can leave a legacy for your children's children. FPU has been life-changing for hundreds of families at Liquid, singles who have taken it, so listen very carefully. Since our church started offering FPU 12 years ago, this is incredible to me, families at Liquid Church have now eliminated two and a half million dollars in debt. Can we hear it for that? That's freedom, guys. That's freedom, I told you. It's hopeful. But here's the deal. Now is the perfect time to sign up for this class. Our FPU class is gonna be offered online, so it's open to anybody at Church Online from any campus. It meets on Wednesdays on Zoom. It starts um, actually in June, it'll run through July. And you can sign up today at liquidchurch.com FPU. Again, we'll put a link in that in our mobile app, in the chat at Church Online. We'll teach you how to pay off debt, save and invest for your future, and it could be life-changing for some of you. You know, guys, this could be the next step for your family. If you're single, okay? If you're married, you got kids. One of the things that Jesus set you free for is not just freedom from sin, freedom, freedom from all the, the, the pressures of living in, a, in a, a world that sets a trap for you. Can you imagine next summer? Let's see if I can even open this. Oh, I see David saying, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I want to keep all my fingers. Can you imagine being debt-free next spring? Some of you are like, man, how did James and Kelly eliminate $120,000 of debt? That's a big trap. Well, one of the things we're going to teach you through FPU is the debt snowball. I'm going to end with this because people are just like, how does this work? Let's just go back a minute to this 70-inch this flat screen, right? This was the trap behind this baby snowballing interest. And when you don't make payments, right, it goes back to the original date of purchase and you're sunk. Debt always snowballs. And so one of the things we're going to teach you is how to snowball your way out of debt. One of the tools we'll teach you is called this debt snowball. And here's what you do. You start with the smallest debt you have. Not the largest, because it's overwhelming. Baby steps, okay? In your notes, I gave the example of Best Buy. So for instance, let's say you owe Best Buy $450. And they say, hey, your minimum payment is 50. Now remember, minimum payments don't make a dent. That's a pogus. That's a trap. Here's where you need to start you need to find an extra $200 a month to begin with. And you may be like, Kim, I'm broke. Where in the world am I gonna get an extra $200? Good question. I want you to think extras, okay? It's your morning coffee, your $5 a day at Dunkin' Donuts or your Starbucks habit, okay? It's, you know, it's $5 a day is 150 bucks a month renting coffee. You know you never actually consume coffee. You rent it, right? You take it in 20 minutes later, it goes right back out. Same with beer, okay? Can cancel your cable. Cancel your Netflix, your Hulu, your Apple, your Disney Plus. That's 80 bucks right there. Just do whatever you got to do. Don't eat out. Eat at home. You find that $200 a month. Because what you do with that $200 will change future generations. You take that $50 and you add it to that $200. And we're going to pay a total of $250. And within two months, Best Buy is gone. Bye-bye, Best Buy. Do not go in that store again. Now watch this. We take the money that begins to snowball against the next debt. So say you owe Target $30 a month. Most of you are like, I can't even remember what I bought at Target. That's the problem, okay? 
you take that 30 bucks and you add it to that 250 a month you were just paying Best Buy, 250 plus 30 equals what? We're gonna pay Target $280. And guess what? In two more months, Target is gone too. Bye-bye, Target. I am not going in that place. It just sucks all my money out. And now your snowball's getting bigger. Say your third debt is to your mom and dad. Maybe your parents loaned you money last year, that's 1,600 bucks, right? And you kind of typically pay them back like around 200 bucks a month. You're gonna take that $200 to that 280 you just freed up. And because you no longer have to pay Best Buy or Target, you're now gonna pay mom and dad $480 a month. And they're gonna say, are you selling drugs? Are you, are, are you doing something illegal? Where are you getting this money from? After a few more months, guess what? Your parents are paid back. And you take that money, you apply it to the next series of debts you owe, starting with the smallest, increasing to the largest. And suddenly your, your, your finances are snowballing in reverse. The way out of debt was the way you got into debt. Understand? That's the debt snowball. It's just one of many practical tools we will teach you and walk you through in Financial Peace University. Some of you are like, man, that's a lot of math. Don't worry, we help you with math at this church. By the way, just kind of before I pray, if you just made the minimum monthly payments on these sample debts, you know how long this would take you to pay them off? A decade. 10 years it would take you to pay those debts off. But if you actually did the debt snowball, you took FPU and you did that, you know how long it would take you? 21 months. Less than two years and you would be debt free. You know what that means? 99 months of you not paying interest, but instead you're saving. Can you imagine, some of you, can you even imagine what you do if you saved? If you took that last payment on that last debt, that's about 1,100 bucks a month that you don't owe anymore, and you actually saved it or you invested it. Say you invested at 12% for those 99 months that you would have paid interest. At the end of that period, do you know how much you will have saved in your bank account? $186,000. <laughs> in New Jersey, that's enough to buy a garage, all right? Or maybe a couple tanks of gas. Guys, the way in is the way out. Debt was the trap in. God can help you get out. You can do this, guys. I know because Colleen and I did it with God's help. We eliminated that $20,000 debt that we just dragged around our first 10 years of marriage. And now as a family, we have an emergency fund. We're working to cash flow our kids through college. We're saving for retirement. We've been able to give generously to the work of God and help the poor. So wherever you are today, I just want you to imagine being debt-free this time next spring. Families in this church have a limit of $2.5 million of debt. Imagine adding your debt to that total in 2023. Guys, you can do it. Our church is here to help you. The goal is financial freedom and ultimately spiritual freedom in Christ. Because you'll no longer be a slave to the lender, but a slave to Christ. Money doesn't own you, man. God owns you. Remember Paul said, godliness with contentment, man, it's great gain. And I am so hopeful as I think about the legacies that will change as we take God as word together. Amen? Let's pray together, church. Put your hands up wherever you are. Open hands is a sign of an open heart. Father, everything we have is yours. We thank you for your word. I thank you for breath of life. I thank you for each of these precious people who are my brothers and sisters, God. And Lord, I proclaim freedom for the prisoners recovery of sight for the blind. Father, you have unveiled our eyes today that this trap of debt has set for so many of us and you've come to set the captives free. And so I ask, Father God, that those who sign up for Financial Peace University do a miracle, God, like you did in the Gardner family, Lord. You liberated James and Kelly from a $120,000 hole. Father, do it again in the lives of your people. 
Father, I pray that we would be the freest, most generous people on earth because, Lord, our debts have been paid by your Son, our Savior, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for canceling our debt of sin, setting us free. Now let us walk and live in your spirit, a spirit of contentment. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said together, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to check out Liquid Church for a weekend service, small group, outreach, or clean water trip, you can find out more about us online at liquidchurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe or share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening.